Bespoke Post is a monthly membership club delivering awesome boxes of top shelf goods from under the radar brands. And it's free to join. Every month, they introduce their members to cool new products like outdoor gear, barware, clothing, and more, even live oysters. It is all based on a preference quiz members fill out when signing up. The box lineup changes every month, and each box has around $70 in value, but you only pay a fraction of the price. Use promo code Nick for 20% off your first order. This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to another episode of Press One for Nick. Your host, Nick Limsdahl, is the Director of Contact Center Solutions at VDS. Through conversations with customer service and customer experience leaders, Nick and his guests exchange insightful stories, best practices, and invaluable lessons they have learned along the way. Welcome to the Press One for Nick podcast. My name is Nick Limsdahl. My guest this week is Brian Kaufman. Brian is the Director of Customer Experience at Bespoke Post where he helped scale the team from three agents in 2017, which he was one of them, to nearly 60 agents today. Bespoke Post was recently named Best in Class Contact Center uh, at the Contact Center Excellence Awards, and Newsweek listed Bespoke Post among the top subscription box customer experience companies for 2020 and 2021. Prior to joining Bespoke Post, Brian spent more than five years as a television sports anchor slash reporter in various news markets across the country. And I'm sure there's plenty other stories that I don't know. But Ryan, welcome to the Press One for Nick podcast. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. So speaking of things that people might not know, that's one question I ask every single guest (laughs) is, uh, what's one thing people might not know about you? Yeah, well, I was going to roll. I, I guess I'll go a little bit deeper into the the past life. Uh, a, a sports anchor reporter in local markets, like you said. So just sort of chasing that dream. I studied journalism in undergrad at the University of Maryland, had three different TV jobs kind of in, in the most random places you can imagine. So I, I started my career in Winchester, Virginia. I moved to Waco, Texas, uh, covered Baylor athletics there. I moved to Kalamazoo, Michigan after that, trying to move up the kind of the market ranks, covered a couple college football playoffs, NCAA tournaments. I covered a football game in the Bahamas. So I had I had quite a career even before I, I pivoted uh, into customer experience. And that's something that I guess folks wouldn't know unless I told them. So there you have it. That's amazing. So what if, if you don't, just the first thing that comes to mind, what's the craziest thing you've ever covered? Oh, man. I mean, it's tough to beat being flown out to the Bahamas to cover a game, staying in Atlantis uh, on the company tab uh, was, a, was a very, very good time. And and so like bowl weeks often have, they have a series of events. So I went with the team when they went swimming with dolphins and all of the sorts of things that you do leading up to the game. So as far as like kind of wild experiences, that's a good one. And of course, like it's kind of a pinch me moment covering the college football playoff when it's like, okay, your first job, you're covering high school, maybe D3 and it's, it's fun. You get to do it, but um, it's maybe it's not as quite as exciting as you, as you hoped. Uh, the first time I covered a college football playoff um, there, there's nothing like it being in the building and uh, a national championship for basketball as well as at one of those. And so um, it's pretty remarkable to get to go to, to major, major sporting events. So uh, I'm very lucky that I was able to do that. It's very cool. I would love to to be part of that, at least for a couple of weeks, is uh, go on that journey. But you want always want to do the fun stuff. You don't want to be in the middle of the snowstorm and the rain outside covering a story. That would yeah. not be great. 
I shot enough like high school soccer highlights in 20 degree weather that uh, I I understand both sides of the coin. It's not always glamour when it comes to the local news industry, if you can believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. So for the few people who don't know about Bespoke Post, uh, tell me tell them a good, good pitch of who you guys are and what you do. Yeah. So Bespoke Post is a subscription and e-commerce site. Kind of our whole deal is we're going to discover under the radar products from up and coming brands that our members might not have otherwise found. Uh, our flagship offerings are our club membership. So we're a monthly subscription box. They're, they're kind of all over the place now, but I think we were pretty early on the forefront of that. Um, but you're going to find a ton of different categories, cooking, barware, grooming, outdoors. Uh, we, we had throwing knives. I'm not sure what category that went into, um, but I do know it was really fun to help test out that box. Yeah. So just helping you find products you might not otherwise find, just generally trying to to provide a little bit of value in our customers' lives. Yeah. So how do you go about, you say there's these amazing knives. Uh, I actually got a box as well. I got the uh, the halfway bag. If you've, nobody has ever seen one of those, it's uh, you basically can put a, a suit in there. You can turn it, flip it inside out, and use it to put put it, the rest of your stuff in there as an amazing duffel bag. Coolest nunchuck bag I've ever seen. Uh, so <laughs> what is, uh, how do you, you get the ability to test out some of the stuff, or how do you know or get to decide what goes in the bag? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have a whole team of people who are really incredible at this as, as putting together themes in the boxes and testing out products. And, and with the half day bag in particular, like that's actually a, a private label product we developed in house. And so we have a team that does that as well. Um, I also have that bag and I'm a huge fan, but yeah, there will be different things where, you know, products get come to the office and just, Hey, if it's like some new shorts, we're going to, Hey, why don't you wear these around for a couple of weeks and just give us your feedback. Or maybe my favorite one, we were going to have a hot sauce box and it was like a make your own hot sauce. And so I got to try different ones and report back on how spicy they were and how hard they were to make and things like that. So um, we have fun with it. We, we definitely try to involve our customers where we can too, as far as being involved in the process and showing them ideas on site. And would you be interested in this or what color would you want this in? Things like that. So we try to have fun with it. That's kind of the whole idea is, is for it to be an enjoyable membership experience. And I certainly think it's a fun place to work when you get to try that kind of thing out in advance. It is very cool. So how are you going through that process? Like, I know when somebody signs up for a box, they typically go, they sign up and go through that process. And then they fill out kind of a survey more about what they enjoy based off of uh, maybe not throwing knives. That might not be the first thing in, in the, the line <laughs> item. But how are you using that data to personalize that experience? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. So from a buying perspective, it's it's like one-to-one. -one. If you tell us you don't drink, we're not going to assign you a barware box, right? And so there's teams of people, business intelligence team who takes that into account and tries to bat a thousand with box assignments each month with giving people things, something they're going to like. So I've always found that very interesting and very impressive. From a customer experience team perspective, one of the first things I wanted to do when I moved in this leadership role is like, how can we use this information to to personalize it, like you said? And so one example with those with that information that we get right when you sign up, 
right? And so like inherently, we know a lot about our customers, which is a great position to be in even before you've purchased anything. So we'll pipe that information directly into our ticketing platform so that every single agent on every single interaction with a club member knows your answers to the 9, 10, 11 questions, whatever it is that you ask in onboarding. And so a lot of the types of tickets that we see, we, we, we have a really a really cool member base that I think enjoys being members. And so it's fun because we'll get people that just say like, help me find something. I wasn't super into the one you assigned me this month. Can you, can you help me find something? And we don't need to, we can, if we, if, if it's necessary, we can have a conversation. Hey, tell me what you're looking for. But we know right off the bat, you know, the example that I use is like cigars and tobacco can be hit or miss. When we have a new cigar box, it sells out like hundred percent of the time. There are enough members that like the idea of like, Oh, this is cool. Cigars, some of the, the accoutrement that come with it. Right. But we don't want to, so that, so an agent may be thinking, this is the most popular box we have right now. I should absolutely recommend this. But if you've said, I'm not interested in cigars, that's a huge miss if we, if we recommend that, if we take up space in our response to send that. So with that data in particular, that's the main way we use it. And, and I think it's, it's been really impactful because you could also get somebody wanting to cancel their subscription and our agents know a month out what's coming next month. And what better win back strategy could there be than Nick, you told me you like, to cook at home. We have a cast iron skillet and everything you need to make brunch in your own kitchen coming out in 10 days. Why don't you give us a shot? See what you think. You can return it if you don't like it and cancel then. Um, and so we see a lot of great success just by that little bit of personalization. It seems kind of obvious, but uh, it's making sure the agents are using it too. And and so we we work really hard to do that. So I think it's it's so interesting because it's not just the the mindset of building a box, but it's truly understanding that person to deliver on what they want. And it's just in general in customer service, it's how do I feel known and valued? There's a guy that I interviewed, John DeJulius, and he uses the acronym Ford. And it's what is, I'm going to write down inside my ticketing system, what is the family, what mindset, what's their occupation, what's their recreation, what are their dreams? Because if I can understand truly that human being from that perspective, then I can deliver on that personalized experience or even bring it up on that next conversation. So I, I like how you guys are consistently trying to find ways to incorporate, listen, and then act based off of that that focus. So kudos to you guys. Yeah, yeah. Exactly right. And and I think it's like also kind of always evolving and knowing where we could improve and what we could do, right? Because like, I'll be the first to tell you there's data out there that we're not using. And so I, I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but having customers involved in kind of the box creation process as much as we can. We have this relatively new module called field research on site. And it's exactly that. Um, if you're logged in as a club member, you could, I mean, I have, so I know this, you could aimlessly answer questions for like 30 minutes. It's just like, hey, if we came out with a facial cleansing device box, would you buy it, right? And so they're saying yes or no right there. And so again, the box buying team, one-to-one, if you say yes, I would be interested in this, the moment we release it, you're gonna get to sign that box because that what better purchase indicator than saying I would buy this. Um, but for my team, again, they know when that's coming. So, but right now they're not being piped that information. So that's kind of next on my list of, of being able to personalize information we have. Hey, hey Nick, uh, sorry that your box is a little delayed. Sorry you had to reach out. Here's the tracking. It just went out. By the way, 
That facial cleansing device is coming out next month. Keep an eye out. I'll make sure I put it in your cart on the first of the month for you, right? And so it has the opportunity to be a pretty seamless experience. Um, and so I'm excited about what we can do kind of in addition to what we're already doing too. I love it. Is there, you mentioned earlier about how it's it's a club, but has that mindset always been there where it's it's been a club? I think we talked about how it, you had a shift from the customer to the club mindset. Maybe talk through that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there, there's kind of a few things there. I think personalizing all these interactions is one, right? And we've hit on that a bit. And And what data do you have and how can you use it? I think the second thing is agent buy-in. And like, that's something that every CX leader is, is thinking about and dealing with. So I don't, I'm going to almost skip over that one, but really all these things that you're trying to do, they're not going to come across well if the agents don't feel connected to the brand and don't feel. So there's, there's things we do um, to kind of get their buy-in. But I think my, and this is sort of my favorite thing about CX is like these, these experiences and, not even necessarily like immediately trackable KPI initiatives, but like bigger swings on just creating, you you said it earlier, it's a feeling, right? Creating this like loyal feeling and experience. So I'll give you, I'll give you uh, one example to start. Like recently we've gotten this initiative off the ground where we're thinking, okay, what's something on brand where we could like make an offer uh, for, for our customers. Just, I call it providing incremental value in their life. Right. And, one thing that hit me was like, we got people who like experiences. They like throwing knives. They like making brunch at home. They like to do things. Someone like that might love to grab a drink with their friend, right? And so it hit me like, why don't we buy them a drink? And so this initiative that we got off the ground was, and 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 it's brand new, but basically we sent an email to a subsegment of subscribers in a certain city. We partnered with a brewery in that city and we said, show this email to the brewery. Your first drink for you and a friend is on us. It says right there in the email, like, why? There's no reason. And, and that is sort of the idea. Long term, right? Lifetime value. Yes, would love to see it go up. Would love to see them remain a subscriber and purchase on a more ongoing basis. But it's just sort of this like thing you can't measure that that in theory it it, it gives them. And we have seen, so we, we, we first launched that actually just in June with to about a thousand members in Baltimore. Um, and, and I happen to be local, so it, it made it easy to be a good jumping off point for us. Um, long-term we want to track this, right. But we did see the people that we offered that to, um, purchase their July box at a, at like a 10% higher rate than they did in June. So early returns are good and that's exciting. But again, even if it was stagnant purchase rate and didn't have any sort of impact, I think it's just kind of a super cool thing. And in talking with the bar owner, he's like, I have people who received it and they said, Hey, I couldn't come by, but what a cool partnership. This is, this is really cool that you're doing. And so that's one that we want to, we want to be able to offer that to anybody in any city. And uh, right when we're done recording this, I'm going to get back to calling up as many bars as I can, trying to expand that nationwide. And And so it's those sorts of things where I don't want you to feel like we're just someone trying to sell you stuff. And that is sort of how I describe this. You called it a shift from customer to club member. I'm part of this club at Bespoke Post, and it's just a good thing in my life that I have going on. Sure, we we get you the duffel bag. It makes traveling easier. You look cool going through the airport. That's great. But also just, hey, they're thinking of me, right? And And, and, and they have insight into what I like and what I might enjoy doing, and they're providing that incremental value. And so um, that will be a uh, an 
forever ongoing thing, creating this shift and new initiatives and thinking through it. Um, but it's, it's a super exciting time to be in our org because from the top down at our company, they buy into the fact that this has value. And I don't think that's always the case. So um, I'm very lucky in that sense. Uh, I'm very excited about some of the things we'll, we'll continue to do. Yeah, I enjoy that as well because it's not just you selling a product or service or delivering the best experience possible from that interaction online, from a digital experience back to when they open that and it's a great experience opening the boxes and seeing what they have and what they don't have. But it's now saying, I'm going to push this into their local community, partner with their local bars or restaurants or ax throwing or whatever that is. <laughs> and you're now educating and building the brand, but it's not because you're, you're saying, I know that this is going to build and increase my increment to, 10% of that next month, maybe it is, but it's now more and more people will be aware of it. Oh, well, tell me more about, I saw that we're partnering with them, but tell me more about bespoke posts. And now that word of mouth is getting out, maybe they do a selfie or something at, at the, at the bar. Uh, there's, there's a ton of other things. Maybe you can even build a community, like you said, in Baltimore, where there's these 300 people that meet one time for that one free drink, but now they're building a relationship because they're like, oh, you like bespoke posts? And man, my, my favorite half-day bag is this, or <laughs> I love the throwing knives, or I like the glasses that showed up for bourbon. And you're now building a relationship. When you build those relationships, it's is now lasting longer because that loyalty, they become more loyal to you because of the relationships that they've built along the way. So that was just an example, but I think it's cool that you guys are not just focused on the product or service that you're selling. Yeah. And I think like one part that is important to me is that we're partnering local and small too, right? Because that's what our company does from a product perspective. But I was talking about this with somebody, another CX leader recently, and they're like, how'd you get this off the ground? Did you, did you look into doing it like with a national chain? Would that be easier for me? Yeah. If I could get a bar that's in every city we have members to be like, yep, Here's a promo code. Everybody everywhere can do it. Yes, it would be much easier, but that doesn't really align with what we're going for. And so I, 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 this, this brewery in Baltimore, just to go back to that specific example, like it's locally owned and operated. It's, it's only opened in the last year. They're, they're also trying to get off the ground. Their beer is very good. I've been there. I'm happy to send our customers that way. But I think it, it just kind of goes hand in hand with what our mission has always been. And, you know, we, we sort of had an opportunity not to get too off topic, but during the pandemic to sort of double down on this, like, let's help support small brands get through this. It's the same kind of vibe where I, I want it to be a local. You're sitting there chatting with your bartender and, and you're right. Everything you said about them bespoke post being part of the conversation. Great. Um, but I do think that's kind of an important attribute to this whole thing is, is, is doing it locally, doing it small and, and, and staying true to kind of what it is that we're all about. In a competitive market, does your customer service stand out from the crowd? One way to offer a better experience is by moving your contact center to the cloud. But with so many options to choose from, how do you know which solution is the best for both your business and your customers? That's where VDS comes in and guides you to the best solution. They understand your clients' pain points, business outcomes, and goals. Then VDS designs, implements, supports, and provides 24-7 managed services. 
From start to finish, VDS is committed to finding the best solutions for your clients' needs. To learn more, go to www.govds.com or find a link in the show notes. Yeah, I like it. So the next question I had was around the, um, she talked about the the customer experience or the club experience. What about, and, and you have a, a private label, which is one of them is, is half day. We've mentioned a couple of times now. What about the manufacturer experience? How are you consistently building those relationships, figuring out which ones are the right ones to double down on and making sure that that friction is reduced and, and the experience and the personalization is there as well? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question too. I mean, we we've worked tirelessly kind of in our in our company to we have a to, to use the information that we're getting to improve the experience for everybody. And so like we are always working on our feedback loop, making sure we are providing that information to our buying team who are working with these vendors and manufacturers, right? And so um I'm going to know if you sent a product that was packed poorly and breaks all over the place. And I'm going to make sure we revisit that before we, before we sell again. Um, I think one thing we've worked really, really hard on is just being able to provide this information back to vendors, because like I said, most every brand we're working with, they can use that information. They need that information. They're trying to grow and, and, and get bigger as well. Um, and so whether it's simply return rates or purchase rates or whatever, but also what I can do is compile anecdotal feedback that, that might be as valuable as anything that's, Hey, this, this small manufacturer sent this lamp and like, I, I just wish it was like a little bit less. Right. That's just a a one-off example, right? But just trying to get that information to them so that they can be successful as well. We we want to be a vehicle for our manufacturing partners, our vendor partners to continue to grow. That's our selling point for coming into one of our boxes or or being available on our shop is we're going to help get your name out there. Yes. But also we're going to get your product in the hands of all these people who are going to give you useful feedback that you might not might not have otherwise gotten. Um, and so that, that's a loop where I would say, again, there's there's plenty of room for improvement and, and we're always trying to get better in that realm. Um, but our buying team, is, is, is it's a big focus of theirs right now, providing value not just to our customers, but also to their vendor partners. So it's certainly something that's top of mind. That's great. So what's next it, in, in, uh, for Bespoke Posts? Uh, for the director of customer experience at Bespoke Post, like what's what's going on in your life and what's next for Bespoke Post? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, we're trying to keep growing, right? We we grew a ton um, in the last two years. Uh, I, I joined in 2017, like you mentioned. I was an agent. It was number three. I think we had 60,000 subscri- subscribers or so. Um, we're at about 350,000 now. Um, so, so some, some big growth, particularly in the last two years. Um, so, so we're, we're trying to continue to expand and grow. I, I was so glad to hear that you like the half day bag. Cause I know private label is a big thing we're trying to continue to get into. We just launched another one in the last couple of weeks, a refillable magnetic candle set where the, ma- the magnetic candle clips into the more attractive outer thing. That's going to sit on your table. You burn through it, you pull it out. The next one just goes in there and, and, and clips in. Uh, so from a product perspective, we're going to continue to grow that. You're going to you're going to see more and more of that. Um, and we haven't even mentioned Line of Trade and Ren, probably our two biggest um, private label brands to date. For our customer service, 
uh, a few things. I, I don't want to lose sight of the day-to-day baseline excellence that we've set. And, and I think if you get too far removed from it, uh, you risk doing that. So for me, I'm, I always find at least one day a month to get in the queues, take tickets, take, take phone calls, talk to people. Um, not so much like user interviews, but actually hearing what people are asking our team about being involved. And it works two ways, right? It shows the team that, that I'm there, A, but also, you know, I'm, I'm learning along the way. But what I'm most excited about is, is thinking of and implementing more of these fun, unique experience initiatives. And so like another one that we've really only done very, very little with that I'm excited about is messaging people when they move across state lines with recommendations in their new neighborhoods. And that to me is another one that you don't expect as a customer. I think maybe I'm realizing in real time that those are the ones that I like the most, where you just sort of see this offering and you're like, that's cool. Why, why is Bespoke Post doing this? That's neat. Oh, I could get coffee one mile away and I just moved here and I'm going to go try that out, right? And and another initiative where there's there's not necessarily uh, an associated KPI, at least directly, but it's more just creating that feeling. So, you know, I, I, I want to every so often just have whiteboard brainstorms with my team and continue to come up with these initiatives because I think we're doing a really good job on that baseline level. How can we continue to to elevate it, to challenge ourselves? Because it's real easy to, okay, we've grown. We, we're 60 agents now. We were three, five years ago. Tap, pat yourself on the back, you know, good job. But I want to make sure we're, we're continuing to be kind of best in class, unique as, as much as we can in our experience that we're providing. Um, and so that's kind of why I get excited to go to work every day and, and what I want to continue to do. Yeah, it sounds like you're fired up and it's always good to be in a, in a role where you, you appreciate it. You love the growth. You love the product. And so congrats on that. I think going back to the when when a when a club member uh, customer moves, you know, one thing that you could even try is reach out to your current people in in the markets that they're currently at and just say, like, what are your top five things around where you like to eat and where where you like coffee and where you like this? Because that maybe will solve a ton of your issues. You give them 5% off the next box or something, but it'll hopefully create a nice little uh, market where you're just sifting through the information and saying, hey, here's based off of people in your area, this is what their their favorites are. I got a question for you, if yeah. I may. Yeah. Um, because I think I think some listeners might be thinking this as well. So I, I was telling someone else about this recently and they discussed what they so eloquently called the creep factor um, around an initiative like this, where it's like you just moved and we saw that you moved. And so I've been going back and forth on, on the initiative a bit. For me, what, what I'm thinking is if you are an active club member and you move, if you take the time to update your address on Bespoke Post, to me, you're indicating, I like this brand. I want to keep with this brand. I am engaged enough with my membership that I want to keep getting boxes. But then, you know, I don't think they're entirely wrong when you talk about that. I would love for you to weigh in on kind of the balance between those two things. So I think there is a balance. And I think you can even say, I hope this isn't creepy. Uh, you know, I, I did notice yeah, that, that, like, address it up front and say, I did notice that you changed your address. Thank you so much for doing that. Uh, here, based off of people that are in our area, we love to have, you know, add value to others when we can. And here's some of the things that are our current club members have or like and enjoy in that in that area in that area 
I think every time that you move, I've moved a handful of times and every time I moved, I'm like, man, where is the best spot for this? And so what you do, uh, at least what I do is I go online or Google and ask the new neighbor next to me without being weird and saying, where's the best place for pizza? Where's the best place for this? Where's the best place for that? And you're going through these reviews. I would much rather have somebody like a neighbor or a colleague. Mm -hmm. And now even somebody like your, your uh, bespoke post provide me with that insight. And I think it would just be another conversation starter that you're saying, it's so funny. I am part of a spoke post and they actually offered this because if they're bringing, if they're going by themselves or they're bringing a friend, they're right. bringing up a spoke post because they're saying, yeah, well, how'd you hear about this? Well, it's a funny story. Uh, this, yeah. this company creeped on me and found out that's moving. <laughs> that's right. It's but, sort of weird, but I'm glad I'm here now. <laughs> yeah. But I, but it is a actually really cool environment and the coffee's yeah. good and I can work here for the next two hours. So I'm coming back. Yeah. And I think I would appreciate that in that moment. If, if it was the vice versa where you can get more creepy, where people are finding your information because you filled out documents online or you search for a specific website and <laughs> sure. you get all that and you get pounded with emails or phone calls. Like, I think that's more creepy, but you're adding value. Yeah. You're not trying to sell a product or service. Right. Yeah. I, I go back, like I was thinking, and this, this idea was sort of born from like, when I moved to Waco, when I worked in TV and this was, uh, Chip and Joanna hadn't fixer uppered Waco quite yet. So, uh, I'm a decade removed from my time down in Texas, but I just thought, kind of thought like I could use something like this. Right. And so, yeah, I, I think you're onto something too, with sort of just leveling with the customer there. So no, I appreciate it. Or, or even one step further is you're going to these favorite places and this is going to be a ton of work. So, uh, take it for what it's worth, but partnering with these local places and saying, hey, based off of the survey that we completed, you are one of the favorite places to to eat, to grab coffee for, for a beverage in this territory within 25 miles. Uh, would you be willing to be part of a box? Uh, and here's what that would look like. That could be a fun little partnership along the way. Not bad. I like it. Very good. Thank you. <laughs> I have a lot of ideas. Some of them are not very good, but uh, every once in a while I got these nuggets. So, uh, well, I'll yeah, keep throwing I them. I think you're onto something there. I'll keep throwing your way as long as long as you ask questions. But uh, let's uh, let's Anytime. wrap this one up. And uh, the the two questions I have for you at the very end, though, is what book or person in customer service or customer experience has influenced you the most in the last year? So I'll pause there. So I don't know if anybody's ever done this. I think that I know the book. I haven't read it yet because I heard the guy speak. So I'm going to, I'm going to get into it. So I just this past week, I was at a conference and it, it was a, a, a CX expert named Dan Gingis. He recently came out with the book, The Experience Maker. And I picked up a copy of the book and I haven't gotten into it yet, but he, he spoke for 30 or 40 minutes. And, you know, I, I was, I appreciate you saying that I, I seemed fired up about it because I, I can't hold a candle to how fired up he was. And so I, I left the conference and, and his speech in particular, just being like, how can we have fun with this? And how can we have cool initiatives and cool experiences in our customers life? He had so many, so many unique examples I hadn't seen. The one, I mean, I, I the one that he gave was like, uh, literally they had a soccer goal in a urinal 
And it's just a different experience you might not ever expect, but it's an experience nonetheless. And it's just like, how can I make this unique to where, and it's something we've talked about a lot in the last 30 minutes, like people are mentioning bespoke posts because of this cool thing that is even just a little bit tangentially related to the brand. And so um, I'm really excited to get into the experience maker, but yeah, he has me currently extremely fired up for doing kind of cool, unique things that, that nobody else is doing. Dan is the man. He's been on the podcast a couple of times and uh, I had the opportunity to read his book as well. And there's a ton of solid content. He's another guy that's that's fired up about uh, customer experience. So uh, read the book at some time. But I I would rather see him in person than read his book if I had the choice. Yeah, there you go. So the the second book or the second question I have is if you could leave a note to all customer service professionals, it's going to hit everybody's desk Monday at 8 a.m. What would it say? So I, I guess I just sort of spoiled this, but I think for me, it's have fun with experience because I think it is really, really easy to get a little bit bogged down. Everybody's dealing with customers. I know more frequently more frequently than I would like a, a, an irate customer comes onto my desk and I've kind of got to put aside the stuff that I'm really passionate about to to do that. And I get it. Everybody has to deal with it. But when you get the opportunity to think creatively and have fun with it, that's when not only are you going to be happier and enjoy yourselves more, but I think it's going to go through with your customers, right? And so I think like not just looking at, okay, but but what what KPI is this hitting? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I, I, I was at another conference recently and, and Tyra Banks spoke and she said, do things that can't be scaled. And that sort of hit me a bit because that speaks counter to what makes business sense, maybe. Um, but I, I think you can always build it out from there. Just do things, get them off the ground, right? We've only messaged people about moving maybe 500 people. We have 360,000 members. What can we do from here to make that even better? And I plan to have a ton of fun thinking that through. So my note to folks would be, have fun with it. it, it it's a cool industry to be in. It, it Some people outside of it may not look at it as fun, but I think it really is. And so um, keep that mindset as you're kind of trying to get some of these things off the ground and, you, and you'll be successful. Sound advice. I appreciate that, man. Uh, how can my people, the, the listeners are like, man, I need to find all of these sweet private label things. I need to work with bespoke posts and become a club member. What does that look like? Um, and then how can people connect with you, Brian? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so bespokepost.com, there's a big button that says get started in the top right corner. You'll get right to that survey. Uh, tell us what you like and we'll, we'll get some, some great products going your way. Uh, also have a full e-commerce shop. That's where you're going to find a lot of the, the private label stuff too. Also bespokepost.com button at the top says shop. Just cool stuff. Peruse the site. Um, pretty good deals on there as well once you become a member. So that's great. I'm on LinkedIn uh, at Brian Kaufman. I would, I would love to connect with anybody. Uh, happy to give out my email too. If any listeners want to want to just kind of, you know, chat about CX, Brian up com. Very easy. So reach out to me. Always happy to chat and um, look forward to it. It's awesome. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate your time. All right. Have a good one. Hey, listeners. Can you think of one person who would benefit from the information you learned today? If so, please consider sharing this episode with them. And last, if you would like to receive all the quotes and book recommendations from all my guests, you can go to pressonefornick.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of Press One for Nick. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share. Until next time, focus on your customers. 
Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources. Thank you.